Hey friends, welcome to Wedding Salt. I'm Cassie Yost and this podcast was created to help you grow your wedding photography business. And I'm so excited about this because I have a lot of great conversations with my gals that I I wished I could just record and share with everyone. And um, if you know me, you know I'm not about BS. I don't want to sugarcoat things because I wish someone would have just been straight and honest with me when I started. So that's what this is all about. It's going to be real and raw and I'm just going to lay it out for you guys and be honest um, because you can't just beat around the bush with this stuff. So I really want to dive into the content and chat about the most common questions that I personally get and how I've grown my business and I hope it helps you. Um, I actually started my photography business a few years ago, but I didn't really take it super seriously. I shot maybe a couple weddings every year, and uh, the first year I did it all pretty much for free, and uh, this past year in June of 2018, I decided to take it serious, like actually sit down and make a plan and actually use... (laughs) the things that I learned in business school when, uh, you know, back in the day when I was in college, I majored in business and marketing and I thought, you know what? I know how to do this. I might as well just go ahead and start it and see if I can actually make this successful. So I got the support of my husband and my family and they were on board and I am here, what, like eight months later, nine months later, and um, I'm fully booked for next year. And that's not me trying to say it to pat myself on the back, but if you are willing to just be consistently working your butt off, then it pays off. And there's no magic pill. There's no like three-step online course that you can do that will replace all of the hustle and hard work. So I'm just going to lay it all out for you, be as real as possible, um, because I, there's no, you know, the whole like community over competition thing. It's true because competition, it, it's, it's real, but at the same time, it, it almost doesn't matter, especially in Oregon, because we have 27,000 weddings a year. And I know I say this all the time, especially to the, the girls that are in my group, but I can't shoot 27,000 weddings. So when it comes to sharing all of my tips and tricks and all of that stuff, like I'm not worried about someone doing the same thing as me because I only have so much time to shoot weddings. So um, I'm happy to share with you guys. I mean, I teach photography full time at a local high school and teaching is just kind of in my nature. I I love doing it and I love when people take what I I give them and actually become successful. That is really cool. So that's what I'm hoping to do with this podcast. Um, I know that I don't know everything, which is why I want to invite people to be on my podcast that are really good at what they do. That might be accountants, it might be marketers, it might be people who aren't even in photography. And I want to bring them in to, you know, give their perspective and their expertise in their areas. So that'll help you as well. So what we're going to do is we're just going to dive on into that. 
um, good stuff. And we're going to chat about four main things that I get most of the questions about. Marketing mindset. I was going to leave it at marketing, but it really is a mindset. Um, and I'll tell you why. SEO, editing, and hustle. And those are the four main topics of this episode because they are the biggest areas I think that people really need to hone in on and think about and work on consistently if you want to build your business. So talking about marketing mindset, the reason why I personally, instead of saying marketing, I want to have uh, the term marketing mindset in my podcast is because the way that you approach marketing isn't just, oh, I'm going to post a social media post and, you know, um, blast everyone on Instagram and Facebook. That's great and all, but if you don't have a strategy behind it or know why, where's it going to go? Like that was so much wasted time if you're just posting and not really knowing where it's going. So I want you to think about it this way. If you do the same thing over and over again, you're going to get the same results. And this is not to put anyone on blast, but I see a lot of photographers on Facebook and they will post, hey, I'm a wedding photographer and I have a great package, 20% off if you book with me before the end of the month. And that's great, but it doesn't get results, right? Or even if it does, it's not consistent. And if you keep doing that over and over again and you're not seeing results, why do you keep doing it? Do something different. Um, reach out to, to wedding vendors, go and meet people in person. If you're wondering why you're not seeing your business grow, it's because you're not trying everything that you can. So you really, really have to change your mindset, especially for wedding photographers who are like, I want to market to my dream client. Well, your dream client may not even be friends with you on Facebook and all of your friends, they love you, but what if they're all married? Where is that Facebook post really going? Um, so you really need to think about that, especially to those uh, Facebook bride groups. That works to a certain extent, and it's great. But if that's your only means of marketing, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Um, I follow Gary Vaynerchuk, v Gary V Vaynerchuk, whatever, um, and he says that if you put all of your ducks in a row in terms of social media and you don't have all of your eggs in just one basket, then you're doing really well. Meaning if you're only using Instagram to be your main social media channel, then you're really leaving money on the table. I chatted with someone on Instagram probably a few months ago about, hey, do you use your Facebook business page at all? Or does anyone do that? And they're like, no, I, I feel like it's a waste of time because I, you know, don't have any brides that contact me that way. And, and I thought, dang, you know, I have a few brides every year who always find me through Facebook and through consistently posting to my page. And, um, you know, I find ways to get people to like my page and that's a whole nother post um, or podcast. But I think it's really important that you don't leave those social media channels unused 
because I get brides through Instagram. Not very many. I got a couple this year, but I also got three or four on Facebook. I got a few through um, Google searches. I got one recently because of Pinterest. Uh, She saw one of my pins online and that's how she found me. So it's really important that you don't neglect social media channels. Just because you think they're not worth it doesn't mean that your ideal client isn't on there. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about is do everything you can to get in the mind of your client. The reason why I say that is because if you are thinking about, well, where should I focus my efforts or how can I actually reach my ideal client? Think about where they might be hanging out. And I mean that online. So for example, I wrote a blog post about how to elope in Oregon and I knew that there are hiking groups that are on Facebook, just Oregon hiking groups. You can type it in, in the Facebook search, um, hiking groups, Oregon hiking, whatever keyword you want to use. And I found this hiking group that had like 125,000 followers or, you know, people who actually participate in the group. And I posted the blog post there. I was like, hey, I know you guys love to hike. I'm just wondering, does anyone have any input on good places that you have seen to elope in Oregon? Now, I didn't necessarily get a whole bunch of rides because of that, but I did get people to look at my website. That was one of the highest ranking blog posts that I've ever done because so many people saw that. And it wasn't me trying to be slimy and say, hey, I know that you guys like to hike. Well, I shoot elopements, so you should book me. I didn't want to do that. You know, people don't like that kind of marketing. So I put it there and people clicked on it. And I did notice that I got more traffic to my website because of that blog post. And that's just an example of figuring out, okay, my ideal client really values the outdoors. They like to hike. Um, They love being in Oregon. And I'm assuming they probably want that in a backdrop if they are eloping, right? So I went and I found groups that I thought they might be a part of. So you really have to take time and just sit and think and do research. Go on Google. There are definite groups and websites that are dedicated to marketing research and you have to do your homework and if that sounds like too much then maybe this isn't the business for you I told you I'm not going to sugarcoat this if you're not willing to put in that much work and that much detail into figuring out who your ideal client is and where they are and how they use social media then unfortunately you're going to be left behind and your business is not going to flourish So you really have to get in the mind of your consumer and figure out where are they hanging out. The next thing is um, going back to that marketing research. I spent quite a bit of time doing marketing research after I graduated. And even when I was in college, I worked for a marketing research firm. And numbers don't lie. You really need to spend time either developing questionnaires or... Um, paying for marketing research. One of my favorite marketing research companies is Think Splendid. If you go to, if you just Google Think Splendid or Splendid Insights, 
you will find marketing research that's compiled on every kind of wedding every year. And you pay for it, of course, it's $125, but you get all of the data, all of the research, all of the questions and answers for specific kinds of weddings and brides. For me, I really like the indie brides, the ones that love the outdoor weddings um, and are kind of offbeat. That's just my kind of person. So I paid for the marketing research on those kinds of brides. You can pay for marketing research on high-end, um, luxury, or DIY brides. You can get all of it. And that has definitely informed a lot of the work that I do and how I write copy on my website, pretty much everything that I do. And it, and it also informs where I'm going to focus my efforts on my social media marketing. What I found from those results were that a lot of my brides in that category use Pinterest to plan their wedding. Now, why would I leave Pinterest out of my social media plan? I realized that, man, I need to start blogging more so I have images on my website and then pin from my website to Pinterest so people can click on that pin and go directly to my website. Of course, if you followed me, you know I use Tailwind to do that. I love Tailwind. And it has resulted in me booking an elopement on the Oregon coast. So don't devalue those kinds of things. Marketing research can tell you what's important and what's not important. And one of the funny things on this insight that I bought, this um, marketing research, is that they don't really care about how many times you've been featured. They um, don't really care about how many celebrities you've shot or how famous you are in the wedding industry, all of those little things. So that made me realize, well, maybe I don't need to worry about putting where I've been published on my website. Maybe I don't need to worry about these other things that I thought they cared about. Um, so that's why I say marketing research is really, really important and it can help answer those questions that you may not otherwise have answered. Um, so take some time, think about it. It's worth the investment. I definitely am happy that I stumbled across them. And how I stumbled across them was using Google. And I would Google things like wedding marketing research, marketing research on the wedding industry, those kinds of things. And you'll find tons and tons of links, but you really have to do your homework and dig through all that stuff. So that's definitely one um, that I would recommend to shift your marketing mindset. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about is SEO, and I bring it up because it's intimidating. A lot of people are freaked out about it, but this is one of those things that if you don't want to be left behind and have your business just fall apart, you need to make the time and invest in developing the SEO on your website. I can't go into all of what SEO is and how to do it on this post or this, you know, episode. I keep saying post because we're talking about blogs, but you know what I mean. Um, but there are so many good resources. I mentored with Catalina Jean 
and she has her website seo is fun.co co and she has group um classes i guess now when i went it was one-on-one mentoring but now she does group small group classes and it is worth the money you guys i cannot stress this enough if you're not able to pay for it right away I do recommend that you go to the Flow Themes website, F-L-O-T-H-E-M-E-S, and I'll link that for you guys as well, but they have great SEO guides for photographers, and it's a great place to start. The other place that you might want to go to is the Blog Millionaire podcast. Now, it's all about blogging, but blogging is a huge component of SEO. So make sure that you go over there and listen to his podcasts. And he also has a workshop that I'm planning on doing this summer to level up my blogging game. Um, And I highly recommend that you go over there and take a look at his podcast. Give it a listen. Now, um, why is SEO important? Well, SEO is important because you have the abyss of the internet, right? And you might do a blog post, you might post something to Instagram, but there's so much crap online that it won't be found. So how do you get found? Via Google search. And how would you get pulled up on a Google search? Well, you need to play by Google's rules and make your website as user-friendly as possible. And when I say user-friendly, I mean... Google wants to pull up the exact result that it thinks that a user is searching for. So here's an example. Say you're looking for a Thai restaurant in your neighborhood that's super close to you. Location is really important, you guys. Don't forget this. You would type into Google, Thai restaurant near me. Now, what you just typed in is called a keyword. And that's really confusing, right? Because a word is normally just one word, but a keyword is actually like a search term. So whatever you type into a Google search is called a keyword. So you want to be able to target specific keywords, right? So like for me, I target McMinnville wedding photographer. That's on the very front page of my website. And I put it in big, bold font because Google really loves those H1 big bold fonts and it can read it and it pulls it up. So if someone types in wedding photographer near me and they're in McMinnville, guess who's coming up first? Yep, me. So you need to think about it in terms of how can I make my website usable and indexable by Google so that it knows when someone is typing something up, I would be the best result for them. That's what SEO is in a nutshell. It's making it easy on Google to pair you with someone's search or someone's keyword. Of course, there's way more that goes into it, um, but that's the gist of it. So, Editing. I want to talk about this really quick. This is a painful process. A lot of people message me and they're like, Cassie, how did you figure out your editing process and how did you get super consistent about it? And it's honestly a very painful process. There is no quick fix. And that's like 
the theme of my podcast, right? You can't just press a button and have everything happen magically. You have to put in the work. You need to go online and do tutorials on Lightroom and figure out what all of those sliders do. You need to go follow photographers that you really admire and figure out their editing style. If they sell a preset, buy it, play with it. But you really need to analyze their photos. Like, uh, for example, greens in photos. A lot of people are desaturating greens. And I personally love that. So that is one thing where you could look at that in someone's image and go back into Lightroom and figure out, okay, where are my green saturation sliders? What will happen if I pull it down? Um, the other thing that you want to look into is making sure skin tones don't look overly orange like a spray tan. What can you do? What sliders can you mess with to make sure skin tones look great? Because that's really important. Those are all little itty bitty things that you'll start to develop over time. And once you figure out what you really like and what you like to see consistently in images, you'll just know to edit those. Like for me, I have three things that I really like. I like skin tones to be creamy, so I end up messing with the blue calibration on the camera settings. I also mess with the orange saturation slider and the yellow saturation slider. Um, I also like my greens to not be yellow. I like them to be either like deep emerald or desaturated, so I usually mess with the green slider, and I like for my whites to be pure white. Now, no one told me to do that, I just noticed that I really like my photos to look that way, and that happened over time. So I would say to you to experiment and see what you like, look at other photographers' photos that you admire, and try to figure out a way to edit to match that. There's so many tutorials out there, so many workshops on this online. Um, I would say that Adobe's website is the best for tutorials, but you can also go onto YouTube and figure out how other people use the sliders to edit. Um, and that takes a lot of time, but like I said, if you want to be successful in the business, you have to be willing to give up that time to really develop your skills. Now, the very last thing I'm going to talk about is hustle. And this is something that a lot of people are not willing to do. And when you think about hustle, you're thinking about like telling everybody you know that you're a wedding photographer. Yeah, that's great and all, but... That isn't true hustle. True hustle is staying up till 2 a.m. editing your photos, going to every single networking event that you can find, and showing up and offering to be of service to people. And when I say be of service, I mean never ask for anything in return. People do not expect you to be genuine. It is rare for people to say, hey, yeah, I'd love to shoot that for you. And it'll cost you $250. Normally, that's what people say. They aren't expecting you to be like, I just really love your work. And I love your florals or your, I love your stationery or whatever. Um, and just say, hey, if you ever need someone to shoot that, I would love to do it no strings attached. I just, I would love to work with you. Now, a lot of people aren't expecting 
you to just be a good human being and do things for free. Um, I do things for free even up to this day. I helped one of my friends with her website. Um, she has a beautiful venue in McMinnville and I am not wanting anything in return. She just offered to let me use her venue whenever I wanted to do shoots, which was amazing. And I was not expecting that, but it was just so cool that she offered that. I, I, you know, I can't stress it enough that that alone providing that for people and genuinely being kind and good is the best business strategy I could ever come up with, honestly. And it's just genuine to who I am. And it's funny because people don't expect that. People don't expect you to be genuine and just do things out of the kindness of your heart. And that's what sets you apart. Um, Kindness is the new currency for having a successful business. Um, The other thing is growing my network. I will pay and host events. Like for this month, I'm hosting a free blogging event at this awesome venue and I'm doing it all for free. I'm letting people come. I'm helping them with their blogging for their business and I'm not asking for anything. And that grows my network. It allows people to trust me and it opens up opportunities that you wouldn't think would be there. Um, Speaking of opportunities, one of the things that I did recently was I reached out to a local winery. Um, I know that wineries have this thing where they're really struggling to get families to come out and go to their tasting rooms. So I thought, well, wouldn't it be cool if we mutually had this like exchange where I would offer a giveaway for people to come and get their photos taken with their family if you offer a tasting and they were all over that. And because of that, that resulted in a really cool styled shoot at their property with uh, another company called Life Intense. And it was just so cool. And we're trying to get it published in Wed Venture magazine. But if I hadn't reached out to them and asked to do that, then I would have never had the opportunity to meet this amazing wedding vendor. So you really need to think about it that the hustle isn't about immediate money. It's about the slow game and building those connections. So when you go to start your business and you're starting to think about, man, what can I do? You really need to think about getting out from behind your computer. That's where the real business growth happens. So I hope this was helpful. I am super excited about going in depth on other topics and I really want you guys to message me and let me know what do you want to go in depth on because that's what I want to do. I want to go in depth on things with you guys. Message me Let me know who you'd like to see on the podcast. Um, I really want to have people on the podcast that you want to get information from or you'd love to know more about. So just let me know and I'll do my best to get them for you. But thank you so much, you guys. I am so pumped about this podcast. I'm so pumped about having these amazing conversations and helping your business grow and I am the photography business guinea pig. I'm going to try things out, see how they work, and let you know how they worked, what happened, 
did it result in anything? Is it useful? Is it not worth your time? So let me know what you think. Let me know what you want me to try. And I will talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye.